Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Regular listeners to the Electronic Cottage may have been expecting a discussion about COVID-19 cell phone tracing applications, which are supposedly going to be available in the U.S. before long. But with the death of George Floyd and the demonstrations and protests that have been going on all over the country as a result, we require a different type of program today. Today's episode is about cell phone tracking, for sure, but not tracking of potential COVID-19 exposure. Instead, we need to think about cell phone tracking, facial recognition technology, protests, the First Amendment, and how they all go together, or don't. Protesters who are concerned about being identified while out on the street should probably make three choices before heading out to a demonstration. First, wear a face covering. That's very important to do these days to help reduce the spread of the coronavirus anyway. It's also a way to reduce being identified through the use of facial recognition technology, which authorities around the world and around the country are using to track and identify protesters. The bigger the mask, the better. The Chinese government is already training artificial intelligence to analyze facial recognition software recordings to identify people despite their wearing COVID-19 type masks. And while we're thinking about apparel, wearing clothes or, believe it or not, shoes that are very distinctive will get a person recognized in group surveillance videos and photos. It might not be the best time to make a very distinctive fashion statement at a protest. Second, The smartest thing protesters can do who don't want to be identified and tracked by various versions of the police authorities is to leave cell phones at home. Third, how will a person get to the protest? With the advent of license plate reader technology becoming so common, taking a personal car to the area of a protest may not be the best idea. Starting to feel a bit chilly while thinking about attending a protest to, in the words of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, quote, petition the government for a redress of grievances, end quote. There are more than a few civil libertarians who would say that creating such a chill is part of the purpose of using digital surveillance technology on those who are gathered to peacefully assemble and to petition the government. If they know that they can be identified, authorities reason, people will think twice about coming out in the first place. That may be true in some cases, maybe even in a lot of cases. But as regular listeners know, technology can be used in a variety of ways. It can also be defeated in a variety of ways. So, if a person is interested in expressing a constitutional right to peacefully assemble, and to petition the government, but doesn't want the government to know who he or she is and maybe be followed home from a protest or maybe get a phone call later from authorities, both of which, by the way, have happened more than once, what is a person to do? Well, in the past week or so, there have been a flurry of suggestions for protecting privacy while protesting, coming from places, some of which we might expect, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, for example, and some places we might not expect, for example, Consumers Report or the founder of Twitter, 
Jack Dorsey. So, to save you the trouble of tracking these suggestions down, if you're thinking of exercising a constitutional right without wanting to suffer a bunch of constitutional wrongs, we've assembled a selection of staying technically safe suggestions for your consideration. We'll list the sources and links for these suggestions on the webpage for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive section of the WERU website at www.weru.org. The most important thing is to decide whether it's essential to bring along your cell phone when you head out to protest. Though most of us are not aware of it, a cell phone is essentially broadcasting its location more or less continuously. Authorities are delighted when people show up to any public event with a cell phone in their pocket. It's like pasting a great big sign on your head that says who you are, where you came from, and if someone wants to follow you on your way home, it makes that task a whole lot easier. The one sure way not to have yourself tracked and potentially identified through your cell phone is to simply leave it at home. If for whatever reason a person feels the need to be carrying a cell phone, it might be worth buying a cheap prepaid one with an anonymous SIM card in it. Aside from making it more difficult to find out who you actually are through cell phone info, such a cell phone has a huge advantage in case it falls into the hands of police or the DEA or any of the other military or semi-military government agencies that have been showing up at protests lately. What that cheap cell phone has on it is nothing. None of the personal files, personal info, personal photos, personal contacts, and so on that a person's main cell phone probably contains. Going down another level in privacy security, if you do bring your own phone, make sure that you turn it off when you're not using it. In some phones, it's necessary to actually remove the battery, but in most current smartphones, that's a big job, so just turning it off will usually do the trick. Before you head out with that phone, do a few other things. Tweak your privacy settings so that they're as strong as possible, and encrypt your phone's data. Lock your phone, and believe it or not, disable your phone's fingerprint reader, and if you have a phone that can be unlocked by your facial characteristics, turn that function off too. Make sure you have a good passcode, and don't write it down. What, you may say, what is this all about? Well, if you do wind up being swept up and detained by one of the many authorities that are being hauled out to respond to street protests these days, one of the tastiest treats to such authorities is your phone. If it's locked, they could make you press your finger on the phone's fingerprint reader to unlock it. They could put it up to your face to unlock it. There are no protections in law to prevent that. However, if it's locked by a strong passcode that's in your head, under the Fifth Amendment, you cannot be compelled to produce that information, so the phone can stay locked even if it's taken from you, whether legally or otherwise. There is a lot more to think about to stay safe in a digital sense while exercising your constitutional rights at public demonstrations. Perhaps, if we're fortunate, it won't be necessary to go into more of them in the near future. But if it is, we will. Right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music